0: stuck
1: in the 90s Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through you guessed it 1999. We are always your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick
0: and I'm Connor Thompson.
1: This week we are bringing you a very exciting week. It is November 12th to 18th in the wonderful year of 1996. You 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 ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Dun, uh, you
0: know that is a very exciting introduction for a tragedy. Ooh. November twelfth. I should have read that. Yeah. Saudi Arabian Airlines Flight 763, which was a Boeing 747 carrying 312 people, and Kazakhstan Airlines Flight 1907, a much smaller plane with only 37 aboard, collided over India, killing all 349 people on board the two planes. It remains the deadliest mid-air collision in history. That is fucked. Yeah. Um, In lighter news, though, Eminem releases his debut solo album, Infinite. Copies were made on cassette and vinyl, and Eminem sold them out of the trunk of his car in Detroit. Infinite was, as I'm sure many of you know, a commercial failure, selling around a 1,000 copies. Retrospectively, the album received mixed reviews from critics who praised its lyrical content while criticizing the album's production. Imagine that. Eminem, who made an album while living in a trailer park... Didn't have great production quality.
1: This goes to show that perhaps sometimes you have more than one shot, more than one opportunity.
0: Mmm, spaghetti. Yeah.
1: November 13th, talk show guest convicted of murder. Fuck. In a case that puts ambush television on trial, a Jenny Jones show guest Tuesday was convicted of second degree murder for shooting a gay man who revealed a crush on him during a taping. In deciding against a first-degree murder conviction, the jury found that 26-year-old Jonathan Schmidt uh, acted without premeditation in the 1995 slaying of Scott Emadure, age 32. Schmidt could get from eight years to life in prison with possibility of parole. Uh, first-degree murder carries... Oh, sorry. First-degree murder carries no hope of parole. I guess that's the... Far end of the spectrum. Uh, Jurors said they concentrated almost entirely on Schmidt's state of mind when he shot Amadur. Uh, who revealed an attraction to Schmidt three days earlier as a studio audience whooped and shouted. The show was never aired, but it was played for the jury. In it, uh, Amador outlined sexual fantasies involving Schmidt. Schmidt reacted with an embarrassed smile, but no apparent anger. But three days later, Schmidt brought, uh, bought a shotgun, drove to his house, and killed him. So that's... uh.
0: If anything's ever called premeditated, this is premeditated. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. All right. In actually lighter news, on November 14th, the first Tomb Raider game is released today for the PC, PlayStation, and Sega Saturn in North America. That's pretty exciting. Those are There are a lot of Tomb Raider games.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of Tomb Raider games. Uh, pretty good movies. Well, no. Uh, I have hope for the next movie starring Academy Award winner Elisa winner Vikander. Uh, so, you know, an Academy Award winner is always good. Have you seen Ex Machina? I have not. Okay, she fucking kills it in that, so I can only assume she's going to be good as Laura Croft. Fair enough. All right, November 15th. Also, okay, we're picking up the week a little bit. It's not so gloomy and not so deadly. Okay, and this is out of Miami of all places. It was a little miracle, but that's all Cheyenne Pyle needed. The 90-minute-old baby with a defective heart was given a new one, becoming what is believed to be the youngest heart transplant recipient in the nation. Quote, she looks good, real good today, her mother Alberta Pyle said. That's a province, she said on Thursday. As she stroked her baby's bare pink foot, inches away, a... (laughs) Line of ugly-as-Frankenstein staples pierced the tiny girl's chest where a new golf-ball-sized heart was beating strongly. Cheyenne has an 80% chance of survival thanks to prenatal diagnosis of a shriveled heart chamber, tissue typing of the baby in the mother's womb, a quick donor match, and, skillful, and a skillful surgical team, and some good luck. When Cheyenne was delivered by a C-section Sunday, her mother thought, I just wanted her to keep crying and crying so that I knew she was alive fuck um hopefully this had a happy ending
0: god damn it 1996 so i looked it up just to f- see if i could find a picture of what she looks like today and she died at 67 days old god damn it fucking ah. november 16th the scoreboard at buffalo's hsbc arena Falls to the ice just hours before an NHL game. No one is injured. I remember this. Like, being from Niagara Falls, this was all over both the Canadian and American nightly news we get.
1: Yeah, that's our, that's the local, I mean, yeah,
0: it's closer than Toronto. It definitely is. And cheaper, too. Also on this date, Mother Teresa receives honorary U.S. citizenship. As always, fuck that. Yep, fuck that. But she was everywhere in the 90s. She really was.
1: Yeah. Let's see, November 17th. Today, there was a made-for-TV documentary series about the Titanic that began to air on CBC, or, sorry, CBS. It was likely largely forgotten in the annals of time because, you know, 1997 brought a movie, you may have heard of it, called Titanic. This Titanic received mixed to negative reviews from critics. The New York Daily News commented on the fact that uh, acting was substandard, and the ship's operators uh, operators and owners are portrayed about as sympathetically as those connected with the Exxon Valdez, the Seattle Post-Intelligencer. Also uh, referred to the, quote, embarrassingly bad acting and out-of-place scenes. Uh, it had an interesting cast, though. Peter Gallagher, a.k.a. Sandy Cohen, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Tim Curry were all, uh, all aboard this Titanic.
0: Womp womp. Okay, let's close out the week. November 18th radio disney begins broadcasting so that's a thing also world-renowned bird expert tony silva is sentenced to seven years in prison without parole for leading an illegal parrot smuggling ring that's kind of an adorable crime it kind of is do you think one of the parrots named him in court oh that'd be so good if parrots were called as like character witnesses Ah,
1: it was him Ah!
0: Jesus. Also, uh, so to close out the week, the channel tunnel fire occurs, seriously damaging 200 meters of the tunnel's lining. That fucking channel. Oh, the tunnel. Uh, let's move on to just news, a little bit of news from the month overall. So this month, uh, SaskTel becomes the first Canadian internet service provider to roll out ADSL. Woo! That's awesome, Saskatchewan. You did it! Also, also, the last federally run Indian residential school, the Gordon Residential School, closed in—you guessed it—Saskatchewan.
1: Wow, not, not, not so awesome, Saskatchewan. This is 1996. Fuck you, Saskatchewan. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about movies now. Movies and music in a segment we like to call "Movies and Music." Ho oh, Number one. We don't even need to go past number one this week. Space Jam. Fuck, I love Space Jam. I think we've talked about Space Jam before. We super have. It's it's a good movie, and there's a lot well, those, you know, we can probably find some more good things to say about it.
0: Nothing else on this list matters. That's how good it is. Like, Romeo and Juliet's on here.
1: Yeah, there Romeo. are good movies, but there none of them are Space Jam except Space Jam. Uh, do you know the Quad City DJs, the performers behind Come On and Slam? They have another song. No. They they do, and it's it's one of those songs, I forget what it was, but if you hear it, you'd be like, Oh, I know that song.
0: Was it also in Space Jam?
1: No, it was released a couple years sooner.
0: Oh shit. I'll have to look that up. Maybe I'll I'll link it on the Facebook page.
1: Yeah, there we go. Um also a little little bit of a sidestep here. You know how Bill Murray's in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Bill Murray's he's in a lot of things. Uh one thing that really made me laugh is uh I saw like a toddler, two, three max, are capable of walking. I don't know, how many, How old are kids when they can walk a little bit? Seven. Eh, wasn't that old. There was a child of sorts, and he was just rocking, like, this Bill Murray t-shirt. Now, you, you have no idea who that is, but that's uh, still awesome. That's
0: not okay. No? No, I just, like, it's not okay that kids probably don't really know about Bill Murray.
1: This, I mean, th- this kid was the age that if you, like took a toy and moved it behind your back he wouldn't know it exists anymore
0: wow seven-year-olds have really fallen behind i know right all right let's jump into the rpm 100 albums and this week in the number one spot feels kind of like a ripoff because it's van halen but just with their best of like greatest hits oh yeah fuck that i mean jump it's a good good song yeah um what else is on here backstreet boys with their self-titled album
1: there's some there's some good stuff on that.
0: Ooh, we never talk about Ghostface Killer, the murderer drug Dilla. Uh He's in the number four spot with Iron Man, new this week. Neat. That is a high debut, I, I would think. Oh, shit. Look at seven.
1: Oh, ho, ho. the much talked about on this podcast, I would say a favorite of the Much Dance Mix. We have, of course, it being 96, the Much Dance Mix, 94. I mean, 96.
0: It's really not a good one. Moving down, ooh, number 10. A great album name, whether or not oh, yeah. he's your style. Marilyn Manson with Antichrist Superstar.
1: Yeah, there's there's some albums, this one included. I'm not really a Marilyn Manson fan, but I can appreciate this. This is a solid title.
0: Also, his appearance in that one episode of Clone High was pretty great.
1: Oh, yeah. he He kind of won me over with that for at least a little bit.
0: Fuck. Yeah, I agree.
1: Clone High. I wish that was in the
0: 90s. Um, We'd have a
1: lot to say about that.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot going on in this list, so let's close it out with 32. What's that? 32. An album titled "This Is the Time" <laughs> by podcast friend podcast inspiration progenitor. He he created
1: the podcast. Michael really. Bolton.
0: You've heard of him. You've heard his name. It's like a whisper on the wind. You feel it in your heart. Um, yeah, that's that's about all I have to say about any of this. Yeah, Michael Bolton, you know,
1: you can go the distance. He sure
0: can, and or did. Ooh, let's do a little bit of 90s news now.
1: All right, yeah, so let's get into a bit of 90s news now. We've received a bit of... Exciting news over the weekend, I think. There's a Canadian YouTube channel called Encore Plus that resurrects legally Canadian TV shows and films for a new generation. Things like The Littlest Hobo, Mr. Dress Up, and a lot more will be featured on this YouTube channel. Uh, That's really awesome. Uh, We're not going to do a whole lot of digging into what's available and what isn't, but you know what? Let us know. What What would you be most excited for? If you could add one show that either is or isn't on this to the list what is your canadian show that you want on there and connor what is your canadian show that you want
0: on there Ooh, um maybe the smoggies i don't think it was a particularly good show but it has that kind of nostalgic feel you okay know?
1: Uh, i'm just gonna give a cop-out answer and say reboot because reboot was awesome yeah yeah that's fair enough yeah Uh, Another piece of news today, I actually heard this uh, today on the radio, so New York's Plaza Hotel as featured in Home Alone 2, is uh, going to be offering a Home Alone 2 package for $895 starting. They're going to be giving uh, guests an over-the-top experience, including room service and an ice cream sundae similar to the one that Kevin McAllister receives in the film. $895, as most of the articles online that I've seen about this, people seem quick to reference that it is slightly less than the $967 Uh, That Kevin paid in room service, or Kevin's father had to pay in room service. Uh, That being said, adjusted for inflation, that $967 is about $1,700 in er, in, uh, 2017 American dollars.
0: This is so fucking rattling. Like, Tally and I are, we're not going on, like, a full-blown, like, week-long honeymoon because we're getting married really soon and you know, getting time off for that sort of thing is difficult with the end of the year fast approaching. Um, but we are going to New York City for a few nights and I would have booked this had I known. I am stupid enough to do this.
1: $895 is, is worth it. You have to think. Even like that's probably not a bad deal. And yeah, uh, one downside, though, it's not booking until December 1st.
0: Ah, oh, sons of bitches we're going until the 28th 29th which is the same day they're putting up the fucking tree in rockefeller damn bullshit let's move on to this week on and this one is a classic i'll read through it and you can just add in all the commentary after i think you have a lot more to say about this than i do yeah a little bit so this one is seinfeld the chicken roaster season 8 episode 8 fan favorite i think maybe my favorite episode Kenny Rogers Roasters sets up shop across the street from Jerry and Kramer's apartment. Unfortunately, their unusually large chicken sign causes problems for everybody. This is like a bright (laughs) red neon blinking sign. So Kramer and Jerry wind up switching apartments because of it and personalities. Jerry's freaked out by a wooden doll in Kramer's apartment and Newman gets Kramer hooked on Kenny Rogers chicken. Elaine gets comfortable in her position as president of the catalog, but is quickly accused of abusing her uh, company credit card benefits, especially when Elaine buys George an expensive hat, and George purposefully leaves it at his girlfriend's apartment in hopes that it will score another date, because he had to return to pick up the hat. Meanwhile, Jerry's old college friend has lunch with him and winds up getting fired and takes a new job at the chicken roasters. Alright, we're gonna I'm gonna restrain myself to the episode for at
1: least uh, at least a couple seconds here. It's a really good episode, and Kramer's mania about the chicken after the Kenny Rogers location shuts down is 100% accurate. Kramer is known for his exaggerations, but that is how I feel every day of my life.
0: I cannot tell you. like I can't give a reasonable estimation as to how many times Chris has brought up the fact that we used to have in Niagara Falls a Kenny Rogers Roasters and it closed down.
1: I've I've easily brought it up, yeah, 20, 30 times a year. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that, pre- like just the chicken. For a while there, there was hope. I remember as the internet sprung up, seeing location after location of Kenny Rogers, the few that remained closed until there was one in California. That stayed open until I think sometime after 2010, but it's gone now. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I had that shred of hope in there that I was going to just have to go to California. I could walk into some restaurant in a mall, uh, like a little food court place, and get me some of that fucking chicken. Holy shit. That chicken is my Sichuan sauce before there was Sichuan sauce. The way that Rick feels... About the Szechuan sauce in the season premiere of Rick and Morty this year, that's how I feel about Kenny Rogers Roasters Chicken. It was that good. It was the wood that makes it good. Ooh, gonna re- bring it back to the episode to close it out, unless you have anything else to say. Yeah, go for it. stanza Uh Let's move on to our spotlight. This is a short one, short, yeah. short little spotlight, and we're gonna get a little video gamey with the next couple segments because oh, we just got back from Connor's bachelor party weekend and played a lot of video games
0: it was a it was a competition style weekend more on that never um but except for right now when there's more on that now so part of the weekend we spent playing contra 3 on a on my super nintendo classic if you i'm, I'm sure like like us many of you have fond memories of side-scrolling shooter games they were fun they were difficult but you know we at the time They were all we really had, so you could pour hours and hours and hours into playing these things and getting good at them. And the fun part about especially games from like that Sega, Super Nintendo era is that they were always the exact same. So wherever you got killed, you would know, okay, we'll have to jump before that happens. And it was literally always the same. So we played probably for a couple hours Contra 3, and holy shit, going back is not easy. Like, I used to be really, really good at games like this. The one that comes to mind most for me is Vector Man. Actually, Vector Man 1 and 2, which is, again, a side-scrolling shooter. I used to have skills for days, son, and I have almost nothing now. It's bad.
1: Yeah, Contra 3 is so hard in comparison to what it was when we played it. Even, Even like a decade ago, it didn't seem as hard just because our skills... Involving video games have adapted and evolved into, I guess, just what the present has thrown at us in video games. But yeah, there was a level of challenge in these that really doesn't exist anymore. I think... As a result of games having more limited cartridge space and stuff like that back in the day,
0: a lot of the difficulty in a game was just how hard the game was. And to kind of bring it into today, a friend of ours just bought a Super Nintendo Classic on a local like buy and sell Facebook group because apparently someone had bought it for their kids and their kids hated it. And at first, like we both kind of scoffed at that, like, ungrateful Bastards. Yeah, shitty kids. I think the word I meant to say was ungrateful, but let's move on. Shitty fucking kids. But if you think about it, like, as a kid, if you grew up with, you know, if the Xbox 360 was your first system, side-scrollers and, like, especially if you go back and play a game like F-Zero or F-Zero X with the racing, oh, God, it's so hard to look at. Everything's so bright and flashy. Like, you really understand why kids with seizures had a lot of trouble with video games for a long, long time, yeah, and
1: uh, even the original star fox for Super Nintendo that's hard to look at that's just it's difficult, like it actually makes your eyes water. it's not good, yeah, but I mean it's also very good, so we just wanted to take a moment and talk about how i don't know either there's we still have. That nostalgia around Contra and games like that, these side-scrolling shooter games. And they really were a lot of fun. And I think kids these days, if if they sat down and had a bit of time to appreciate it, they could learn to enjoy it. Uh, because it's, you know, a lot of indie games, I think, they hearken back to this era of a more simple game that got its difficulty through just being inherently very challenging. And... Yeah, so there's a little bit of hope for the future there as AAA titles
0: crumble and indie games kind of develop a big following. And the nice part about games like that was that the only thing that got you through was skill. You didn't get to level 2 unless you beat level 1. So let's let's transition that right into this week's sponsor because this week's episode is brought to you by purchasing an entire video game and and having Having a video game. You just have it. It's yours. It's all yours. You got the whole thing. And what obviously immediately comes to mind is the new Star Wars game from EA, who are being slammed at the time of recording. Like, they're still fucking with it. I'm sure they will eventually fix it. But right now, in the new Star Wars game, to unlock all of the heroes so you can play as, like, Darth Vader and Han Solo and other big-name characters, it takes... It's something insane, like over four thousand hours of gameplay or twenty one hundred dollars in microtransactions. What the fuck
1: yeah, that is to unlock every every hero, every character, and that's kind of crazy, you know back in the nineties when you bought a game that's what we're getting to. You bought the game, you spent sixty nine dollars you had all the content that that game ever would have. Uh, you would play it from start to finish. You could unlock everything probably in a reasonable time that isn't tied to giving the company more money, and that's something that I really, I really like and I really miss. And as I said a moment ago in our spotlight, I think this is one of the reasons that indie games are becoming more successful. They don't have this giant overhead of supporting a huge company. And because of that, there there's smaller dev teams, there's smaller game scope, but you still get a really fun game out of a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I think that's all we really have to say about that. I I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, and basically what we're trying to say is things like Star Wars Pod Racer, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, that was where it was at.
0: So, in summation, this week is brought to you by Electronic Farts. We'll take the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Fuck
1: EA. I've been saying that for years. I don't want Origin. Let's cut it off there before this just devolves into an
0: anti-EA ramble any more than it already has. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so as always, you can find us online at stuckinthe dot com. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram at stuckinthe 90 Podcast, We're on Twitter at, at SIT90s. We'll post some things. I swear to God, we'll post some things soon also we have christmas stuff to give away so more more on that in the next episode or two i think i've been gathering it's the most
1: wonderful time of the year
0: to listen to this podcast it sure is next week we'll definitely be doing a week it's probably going to be in the 90s uh same old same old you know yeah you know you've, we've,
1: you've got our stick down by now like this is a podcast about the 90s that's what we do best so We'll see you next week with oh we're almost yeah we're unlocking that Christmas nostalgia we we dipped our feet in with that Home Alone news this week maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that next week um I yeah. can't wait to get my Sears Christmas catalog in the mail ah uh, let's you know next week we're gonna talk about the Canadian Tire Wow Guide for uh, for any fellow Canadians out there. So yeah, get re- that's a little a little preview for something that neither of us have thought of any more than that sentence about 10 seconds ago. Spoiler alert, not a lot of wow. Not a lot of wow.
0: Really not even a lot of guide either. Yeah, it's pretty thin. Um, anyway, I think that's about the end of that. Yeah,
1: I think we can say that thing we usually say. For, for now, now, the, the podcast, podcast is now over. over. That was really in sync. That was good.